Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the We Speak English Good podcast. Thank you for joining me wherever you are, however you are. I am currently beat to shit. I just got back off the road from a uh, run that I did up to Sacramento and then two nights in Groveland, California. And man, am I tired. I had a wonderful time. The people in Sacramento are wonderful. Shout out to Ragamuffin Radio and Mariana. Mariana. Jeez, I can't say that. Sorry. But she was lovely enough to have us on and and brought out a great support team um, and awesome people out at our Sacramento show at the Blue Lamp. Um, also Groveland, thanks to Chris, the fine proprietor of that establishment for having us and being located in such an awesome place. We got to go to Yosemite, do some hiking. We went to this place called the Rainbow Pools. It was amazing. Like, uh, I ate some mushrooms and went to the, uh, the Rainbow Pools is essentially just this waterfall and it. It's basically the snow melt from the Sierras and up there, if that is the Sierras. Holy shit, I don't even know. I think it is. But anyways, it was too cold to go swimming, but they have a little rock you can jump off of and dive in. And I didn't do that. I just dunked my head in. I fell and busted my ass and meditated. And it was great, man. It was was really fun. And then we went to Yosemite National uh, Park. And we got to hike around for a little bit, and we smoked a dube over there, and I mean, like, and I tripped my dick off, and it's just the most amazing land up there. Uh, if you guys ever get a chance to go up to Yosemite, or even Yellowstone's amazing too, but Yosemite, and the great, th- the crazy thing is, is that the park was closed, um, but you could drive eight miles in, so there was still some hiking paths you can go and just sort of. Uh, you know, hang out. So that's what I did. I, I have a van cast from there, but it, it's not the whole thing. It's not the whole band talking this time. This is just going to be a simulcast of Ragamuffin Radio and uh, We Speak English Good. And um, that's it. And then it will just be, uh, I don't know, it, it's probably not going to be that long at all. And maybe we'll hear from our friends from... Uh, wasted noise maybe we'll play a couple songs they played that night um anyways who cares i i said i wanted to keep it short so this is another van cast so this podcast was um i was playing with janelle phillips and we were at the venue called saint rock in hermosa beach california and we we're opening up for ellie mac and rebel soldiers and it was an awesome show, awesome crowd. In the middle, we had 40 minutes to fill, and we had about a half hour of material, um, you know, down correctly and proper. And we had to come up with another 10 minutes. And I really loved this. I was super proud of Janelle. She took over the guitar. And she just started playing. So I thought that was awesome. She was like, give me the guitar, I'll play. David jumped on bass. 
and I stay on keys and all, but it was just good. It was a nice little improv, impromptu, improv uh, songs that she did. She, it was a cover. I can't remember what it was. So she did really good. I was super proud of her. I mean, if you guys knew her a couple of years ago, I mean, she was just, she's young. And, you know, when you first start this game, you don't know how to play it, you know. So she's come a long way since I've known her and since I've been playing with her. And I, it was just a proud moment to see her, you know, step up and, and um, do her thing. So basically, this is just us backstage at St. Rock for about 20 minutes. And then we're going to go ahead and listen to Ellie Mac. And then directly after that is Rebel Soldiers. So stay tuned. We got a great show for you. Um, and that's about it. Uh, write the show at we speak English good at gmail.com. And. Um, go to our website, we speak English good.net. Go to rainamystique.com, R E I N A M Y S T I Q U E.com. Find out what's going on with her. Also, tomorrow I am playing, which is Tuesday, whatever that day is, May 2nd. I'll be playing with Janelle again at the holding company. And then May 3rd, Rain and Mystique will be playing at the holding company here in San Diego, California, in Ocean Beach um, with her band. So a couple cool nights at the holding company if y'all are local and want to come hang out. So, all right, guys, here's VanCast, I believe, five. Um, and this is backstage at St. Rock. <laughs> So David, Gabriel, and Sammy Roots is here. And fucking it's me, Mikey P. We're backstage at the St. Rock. Is that the whole name of the place? Yes, it is. St. Rock. And David was trying to tear me down. <laughs> fucking ruined my fucking ruined your buzz. self-esteem. <laughs> yeah, ruined my fucking, ruined my buzz. That That's I don't a good lucky jacket. It's a nice jacket, man. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. It's okay. You know what, David? I, I know I know, where, know who you are now. Like, I got your number. I, like, I see who you are. Just text me, bro. Text me. <laughs> you come in, being all jolly. So what? Playing all loud. <laughs> Playing all loud as fuck. Yeah, David comes in, turns his amp all the oh, way up. He's yeah. like, fucking fuck you, sound guy. Coming in and doing my shit. I blame Joan. Joan's our drummer, and she just she plays, plays loud. really loud. You know what? Joan does play loud, but she is so solid. Um, she like. Like I was telling him on the way up here, I was like, I guarantee you that I'm the first one there. I was like, wait, I bet Jones there. Yeah, Jones and is I amazing, dude. I rolled up and Jones like eat a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> she's amazing, bro. And out of all the drummers we've ever played with, she's the one that never complains. She played with so many drummers. Hey man, aren't you gonna help me with my stuff? Like, never once have she's asked us to help her with her stuff. We help her just out of courtesy and we wanna help her because like, you know, we're trying to clean up or whatever. But she, she is so solid, it. man. She doesn't expect it. She just does it and makes it happen. Yeah, well, what is it about drummers? They always have sort of a stick up their ass, right? Or like not, or, or at least what I try to say is they're a breed of their own, right? Because they got to eat that beat and it's like, with that with that comes certain things. Like they, they, they run their lives a certain way. <laughs> but like, they're and like, they always seem like, drum. they always seem like that they're, it, 
They always seem like that they're in another world, like outside. Like I mean, because they are literally not playing like real like notes. They're just holding down a beat, but they're literally just always seem like they're in another fucking planet. Like just not always there. Just so it's like it's nice when you come across a drummer who's like super professional and like on time, attention. pays the fuck attention. I've worked with so many asshole drummers. What's like the worst drummers you guys ever? You don't have to oh, name names. No, no, no. Worst. Yeah. You don't have to name any name, but I'm saying no. like, what was like your experience? So with one it? was uh, an actual formal former roommate. Okay, extremely talented drummer. I mean, this guy can be like, I mean, drum like nobody's business, but. He definitely had like uh, an ego about himself, right? Where he wanted to, he didn't take direction well, and um, like drinking a lot. <laughs> and I, I think I we fought like twice, like. Yeah, so we go to a show, and he ends up like not having this crucial part of his drum set. Where, oh, like, he has a well, deep piazza. I remember we were opening up for Fortune to you. What? He doesn't yeah. have his clutch. He have his clutch. <laughs> the bottom <laughs> part of the uh, the, the clutch of the, 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 the high hat. Yeah. I've been there. Yep. He doesn't have it, so he had to borrow one from another drummer. No, we borrowed it from Fortunate Youth. Fortunate and Corey was, was like, no, Corey's like, out of all the things I've been asked for in the past, for like spare parts when a drummer misses a part, he's like, I've never been asked for that part. <laughs> and I'm like, right. leave it up to Tony. Oh, okay. I wasn't gonna say his name, but and Dan, I love you, man. You know I love you if you're listening. And Dan, he's probably not listening. Yeah, he's not. He just had another baby. So another I baby. I introduced him to his baby mama. It was my birthday. He didn't want to go out, and I tricked him because. We had replaced him as a drummer, but he was still living with us. Uh, so he was kind of butthurt a little bit about it. <laughs> but I tricked him. I'm like, dude, it's our birthday. We're all February birthdays. I'm like, we're all going out. Let's do this. And he didn't know Soul Rising was playing there at the time. Yeah. So he gets there. He's like, you tricked me. I'm like, yeah, but it's our birthday, so let's have a good time, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, Soul Rising is your guys' band. Right. It's yeah. David and, and Gabriel. Right. And... Uh, <laughs> So next, you know, I'm talking to these girls. They're just randomly there, and we're just talking. And I introduce him to Tony. Tony takes over. Tony's very good with the ladies. He can just speak and keep going. And so I was like, just pawned him off to him because I knew that they would be taken care of. And he impregnates her. <laughs> he, I think it was that night. Uh, no, I want to say it's within a month. Oh, dude, within, a yeah, month, within a month, he had a pregnant, bro, and he was in love, and he thought that this, and it was the one for now, and I think she gave him two babies, actually. So, they're still together? Sort of, something like that. No, and then he had a baby, he had a recent baby with Jennifer. Remember the girl, he short, uh, that lived in the same apartment? She loved him, she always loved him, but he was oh, never yeah. serious with her. Oh, yeah. She, she got, got a baby with him. Baby. So, within the last year, two years, he's had three babies. Oh, oh my God. How old is this dude? Probably 30, 30, 30, mid-30s. But he's always been kind of off the cuff, a little like crazy, very high strung. Mm. We wrestle, we, and he, I'm bigger than him, and he always try to wrestle me and <laughs> man me up and just try to like yeah. push my buttons, you know. And, but he knew like we were good enough friends where we were just playing around. Right, right. He liked to get beat up. He liked to, he needed more hugs. So he just liked to get wrestled <laughs> up, you know. He needed it. Yeah. Dude, I've had a drummer fucking, like, tell me that he was too tired and, like, would not be able to make the show. He's like, oh, man, I'm just too... (laughs) And, like, he slept all day. Like, that was the fucked up thing. He was, like, slept, and then he worked, and then he was sleeping more. 
I mean, I don't care. Like, if, if you're sick, that's one thing. Like, if you're, like, sick as fuck, because, like, I, recently yeah, I had, you're like... you're sitting on the toilet or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's fucking... Yeah. You're sick, but, like, tired. Come on, man. Drink fucking Red Bull. Get your ass to the gig. Right. What the fuck? And he's just... I know there's one cat. His name is, uh, fucking... Uh, no, no names. No names. Oh, no. <laughs> he's, his name's Greg. He's going to be on the podcast. They're listening. <laughs> no, his name's Greg. I just met the cat a few days. He's a very intense cat. But he's, um... He... He fucking got in an accident here on the 405, actually, and he, um, a drunk driver came up and smashed him from behind, and it it smashed into another car, and and he was up against the median Mm -hmm. in the middle of the road, so he couldn't get out his side, and he, you know, like, he was trapped between these cars, and his boy was on the other side, so the car catches on fire. Mm. And this motherfucker gets burnt all the way up his, like, under his armpit, all the way down his side of his ribs. And, like, I'm talking about, like, fucking third-degree burns. Like, you can see the scars. It goes up onto his shoulder. And that motherfucker had a gig that fucking night, and he went and played that shit. Wow. He said... He he fucking said that he was playing his ride cymbal, and fucking, like, skin was, like, coming (laughs) apart, and, like, blood was running down. I was like, I was like, dude, I had like a, a fucking upper chest fucking infection, <laughs> and I was like, I'm not making it. Like, I mean, like I had the chills and I was yeah. feeling like shit, but like I had a respiratory oh, infection, and he fucking was like, oh, bro, it's music, man. This is what I do. This is what I do. I'm like very intense cat. But, you know, I mean, some people. Well, I don't know. Like, if you guys ever like skipped a gig because you're too sick or like, no. You guys want the show went up? fortunate enough, at least for me, not to be... Like, I've been sick, but not sick enough to hold me back. Yeah. You know? Where I got, like, the sniffles, and, like, between each set, I'm like... Oh. <laughs> I got the sniffles. Yeah. I mean, when I, was, when I was on tour, it was one of those things where you don't miss a show, period. And if right, you, if and you, you were you with Pato Baton. Yeah, if you do miss a show, then guess what? You don't get paid? You know, I mean, you don't, you're not be in the band. You're not in the band. Not in the oh. Band. Did you get sick on the road? No. I did a couple of times, but I still played. Right. Because most of the time, I'll play through sickness, but, like, when I'm, like, shivering and, like, I can't get out of bed without going, I'm not fucking around. I mean, there was definitely a bunch of veterans on tour with me that were able to guide me and say, hey, man. Yeah, it wasn't, like, a big drink fest every time. They actually, like, drank green tea and... Yeah, take care of yourself out on the road, man. What was kind of, like, your your ritual for, like, trying to stay healthy on the road? Um, just try not to drink that much. That was the whole thing. Alcohol. Not to drink that much. It fucks Um, up your... It fucks up your immunity. Sleep whenever you can, you know? We were spoiled, so we were traveling around in a big 30-foot RV. For real? Floor space, just to crash whenever, you know, we wanted... That's and normal. we had a hotel room almost every night. Nice. So you guys never really had to sleep on the bus. We did, but it was rare. It was probably rare. like when you're traveling during the traveling day, yeah. or or like if we had to overnight, leave the yeah. ne- we have to leave after our show to do an overnight drive to the next gig. How did you get that gig? Uh, Facebook. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook. Like, I remember audition. what happened. I'll never forget the day because um, we had just started Soul Rising. We were barely getting going. It's probably like a two years into it two three years into yeah, it we were having about and two, three we were getting gigs every week and like people were liking it we're getting more popular and the next thing you know I see this post on Facebook that Pato was looking for a guitarist 
Mm. And honestly, and must be able to sing, must be able to dance, and must be able to play guitar. <laughs> Damn, you can dance. <laughs> He's like, yes, I can. He dances better with his guitar than without. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. What, what's your move? Is it like the humping the guitar with the little things, or? I got made fun of my crazy leg, bro. Sometimes I would have a little crazy oh, leg. Oh yeah, I'll get crazy leg. Like, yeah, like I'll just be playing, and all of a sudden. It's <laughs> <laughs> weird. It's weird. Uncontrollable. Bro. Like you got fucking restless legs. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know why, man. I don't know why. Yeah. Energy flowing. Dude, those fucking, dude, like, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like the best times in life are just fucking on the road, just, like, playing music. And I love the road, man. Like, I love the road. It's, 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 you gotta be made for it, though. You gotta like it, because if you don't like it, it drains you, bro. Oh, yeah, it but drains. it is exhausting, though. Oh, it totally is not. exhausting. Like, people don't, people don't understand that, like, like, people just think musicians, oh, they just drive to a place and fucking play a show and then go. Like, that's the easiest job in the world, which... Yeah, it's, it, I don't. I wouldn't say it was easy, but because you love it so much, but it is like a fucking draining thing. It is. You're putting your like body. yeah, your and body. you're putting so much energy out when you're playing. Yep. You're fucking. You. I mean, like Struggling all. Struggling to eat right. Right. Exactly. Because like when you're on the road, you don't really have fucking salads and fucking green mm-hmm. juice. You're in the middle of Kansas. You got yeah. fucking barbecue and French fries. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you got like pizzas. Yeah. For did a lot of Del Taco. Don't talk about bean and cheese burrito. Yeah, well, 99 cents. Right, the, the, half, pe- the half pound red burrito. Two bucks, you're good for the day, right? Boom! <laughs> Did you guys get like stipends and shit for that? Yeah, dude, there was a per diem. The days that we would have a show, we would still get a per diem of $10. But then the days that we don't have a show, we would get a $20 per diem. Ooh. Yeah, 20 bucks. Two meals, a meal and a half. If you don't mind, if you don't mind, how much were you guys getting paid per gig? When I first started, it was minimum $70 a gig. But then eventually it turned into a hundred, so a hundred dollars minimum per show, per player. And then where would uh? In the big, the bigger festivals, he would cap it at three hundred each. Damn, yeah. nice. So we played. I remember one time, I mean, like nine hundred bucks in four or five days, three or four days. You guys were. Um, how many shows were on the run? So, in the first year, I would we would average four to six shows a week. Okay. Every. Okay. Always out there more if we were on the road, but that was even local too. Oh shit! But then um, <clears throat> once we got oh, after two years, it was not that much, you know. And the third year, towards the end of the year, ended up being like four to six shows a month. Oh, for Pato, it's not a big deal. It was, you know, he gets half of whatever they charge and splits that half amongst the band, band you know, yeah. which ends up working out. And um, so even if he gets paid like you know. Six seven hundred bucks a show. He still hasn't got to pay everybody their minimums. Yeah, he doesn't make that much that show, but he makes a killing off the, the merchandise merch, right. all the time, dude. All but the you time. gotta have that merch. You gotta have that, that merch. That merch. Selling plastic. Yeah. <laughs> Selling plastic. Yeah, for those big festivals, man. Uh, the first year I was with them, we played Reagan on the River, Reagan oh, on the Mountain. We played everywhere, dude. Like the one in uh in uh, uh what's that one? We just played that recently. Topanga, Topanga Canyon. That's Reggae on the Mountain. Reggae on the Mountain. But there's also Reggae on the River. We did that one. That's up north, right? California. Yeah, Yeah, it was awesome, man. It was cool. We drove up. It was all muddy. We played at a place called Palace or something Saloon, Palace Saloon, something like that. And uh, it was on the ticket was Ziggy Marley, Steel Pulse, and Pato Banton. Nice. So like. I remember, bro, we were kind of late. We were maybe four or five minutes 
I would say maybe 10 minutes late. So we had to be changed and ready to go. We, and all the amps were already set up for us. So we just had to go in there, plug in, start playing. And I never, uh, um, Pozo, Pozo Saloon, something like that. And uh, I never been there before, so I was expecting a saloon, like yeah. a fucking bar or something. Yeah, like, like that. a little fucking. Dude, little they had a big stage. We went backstage. I didn't even had no idea how many people were there. We, I go on stage, and I started to get there a fucking sea of people, dude. <laughs> I was like, holy! And it was like four o'clock in the afternoon. Like, it was early. And I was like, holy shit! Don't these people have jobs? <laughs> it was like a Saturday or something, but it was amazing, dude. That was one of the dopest, like. Feeling just to walk on that stage and shit, dude. <laughs> you walked on the stage and shit. Where did shit. you guys tour mostly? Did you go up and down through California or take it back east a little bit? All over the states, man, including Hawaii. Uh, we did a couple shows in Brazil. Oh, that's big. Brazil? Too. We did Alaska a couple oh, of times. Why are, why are we in Brazil? Yeah, amazing. <laughs> amazing. I love Brazil. I love Brazil. I have myself a little Brazilian girl. I just love, just love her. She met me in the airport. To see me off, you know, I was like, "Oh man!" That's, so that's like just this incredible memory. That oh, incredible never memories are never ever forget. Nice man. What what was like one of the most shocking things you saw in Brazil? Like, I, I mean, like, I don't know. That's kind of a weird question. In Brazil? Yeah, yeah. Dude, it was too shocking, man. I mean, the 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 people, the the women were beautiful. The vibe was was dope. It was kind of a gangster place, though. Was but that that's what I, I guess that's what I was alluding yeah. to is like what yeah. I, that was kind of a loaded question. <laughs> it's like right. we got a lot of we got a lot right. of like warnings and like a lot of we were actually were um, a promoter ended up like being a local that showed us everywhere to go. And oh, cool. He went with us wherever we went. So oh. I was actually come to think of it, I should have gone with her, but that girl asked me to go to a samba with her. And the samba is like a live, like a club dance thing that they okay. do. Oh, I didn't. I said no. <laughs> Why? Because I don't want to go alone, dude. I was oh, like, I'm fucking yeah. Brazil. Yeah, you have to get back. Get back yeah. alone, all that shit. But well, she so, would bring you back. She's like, I know where you go. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah she probably would take care of me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, or uh, <laughs> a bed full of girls. I don't know, man. A bed full of girls. Who knows? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> have you ever heard that um, spokolamine stuff that they're using down there now? No idea. It's like it's called like the ghost drug or something. Where oh. it's like this powder. And from the seeds. Yeah, it's some plant, and you they blow it in your face, and it turns you into kind of a um, walking zombie. Yeah, yeah. And they like people, so people will blow it in your face, and then they'll take you to your apartment, and they'll make or take you to the ATM and make you empty out all your money, oh, okay. and you're just like, okay, here we go. And yeah. and there was like there's like kind of an epidemic down in Brazil about it. Wow. It's not epidemic, but like you know, it's a hustle because. Yeah. The amount of poor right. there, you know, people are trying to get oh, by, dude. so they're like... All I gonna... remember, bro, is that they had the worst marijuana ever. They called really? it marijuana. It's but like it was cat not, piss. It was it's like a, fucking, super illegal to have it down all, there. Yeah, super illegal. And they had, like, it was, it was all brick. Yeah, so can... everybody who had their own stash, a grinder was just a part of, like, having a pipe or paper or something like that. A grinder was part of it because it was very dense and, like, there was, like, bad swag. Yeah. Really? That's like what it was, I was watching it on Vice News. It was the the like, shit that we would yeah. get in fucking yeah, Toledo? Toledo like, <laughs> came out of a fucking tire. I know. Like, it it rolled all the way through the semi, so it smashed to like an inch wide. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stems and seeds. Yeah. Dude, you would hate fucking Ohio, oh man. <laughs> That's all we would get. Remember, and like they would charge like fucking like 50 a quarter for that yeah. shit? 
It's like, man, we had these two cats, fucking, who would just like, he, they were like the drug dealers of high school, and like they were the cool kids, but only because they had the drugs. They always tax us on shit. They're fucking just shady. But they're the only kids. And we were in, we were in this like shitty little suburb right outside the city. So like, I don't know. Unless you knew more than that person in fucking Oregon, you're not. You're getting shit weed for yeah. way overpriced. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that's that's like one of the coolest things about fucking California is like when I came out here. No last time I went to Ohio, which was like um like a couple months ago, I got stuck there for a month. And fucking me and my wife were back there and we're trying to score some weed. And like we had to go to like some shitty parking lot mm. and fucking like meet up and keep it low and like, oh give me the money, give me the money. And I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Well, the like, first time we went to Brazil, I had smuggled about an eight, no, a quarter with me. Over in, the plane? You know, in my in my luggage, oh, in my checking bag. On purpose? Yeah. Poor K. Because I wanted to. And, <laughs> I, told, and I got I got all the way through customs. I got all the way to the hotel room, and I, and I looked at my roommate Mikey. And I was like, Mikey, look what I got. Fucking so open my bag, open my sock, the smelly poop bag. I opened it. I was like, check it out, bro. He's <laughs> like, he's like. Motherfucker, you smoked that shit all the way over here? I go, you crazy. He's like, you crazy, bro. That is crazy. He's like, you could have fucking gone in jail that, for that's like, like 20 shit. years, yeah. dude. That's yeah. like taking over yeah. state lines. Not state lines, but like dude, border, international border, international border. borders. Yes. <laughs> hey, bro. He wasn't complaining when we were ever hit that shit. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, no one's going to complain if you don't get caught. We didn't get caught. Thank God. Hey, I know. They probably smell that. They're like, well, there was, you know, you had these smelly poop bags, right? Where? They have smelly proof bags. Yeah, I don't know that. Bags, they're, thick, they're, yeah. they're real thick. Dude, you put any danky ass weed in there, it yeah. fucking what? covers the smell. Where do you like, get no this problem. shit? Head shops. What the fuck? Yeah, I know, like, vacuum seal. Like, well, not that, about vacuum seal, but the, pla- the actual plastic is just a ziplock. Zip it's a ziplock, zip and you can't smell it? No. Smelly but the proof. dogs can see it. Like, nope. Smelly proof. Smell smell why? Okay, then why isn't everybody using that shit? Because no one knows. People use Everybody it. has to know. About? Yeah, that's the ones it. who don't get caught, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we were driving in from Arizona to New Mexico, or New Mexico to Arizona, I think it was. It was anyway, we get Arizona. stopped by the by the border patrol. Uh, the checkpoints. The checkpoints, right? Uh, on the eight. And yeah. normally it's Tony, our drive who's driving uh, the long hauls, because you know he likes doing the long hauls. He's the drummer. But for whatever reason, he was tired, and Pato was driving. And as he was driving, he goes goes to the border, and they're like, are you a U.S. citizen? And they're like, like, no, you're not a U.S. citizen. And he's like, oh, pull over here, then we have to check the truck, check the van, check everything. I was like, ah. They got dreadlocks, Bob Wally shirts on, and... We're like, all right, guys, we're gonna get the dogs, and we're going, <laughs> we're gonna run the dogs through all your uh, your, your stuff. Yeah, and so like, whatever you got, get it now, and put it, and, put it on the table. And put it on the table. You don't get caught or anything like that. Are you, and, and Did you guys take it out? Yeah. So we all emptied everything, right? And we were max. We, we had just gotten there. I cried so much. Janelle. The lovely and talented. It's all good, man. It happens. What's up, Janelle? We're just we're just podcasting. You, uh, that's uh, it, right? That's all the men? Uh, uh, drummer, drummer, no. Drummer Joan. She's went somewhere else. Um. What you, what you got? Nothing. I'm just going to sit down for a second. I brought my friend with me and she's like super like. 
So that was the band backstage, and uh, Janelle came in there at the last minute. I decided to turn off the recorder because she looked a little flustered. It takes a lot out of you fighting traffic in Southern California. In any case, uh, let's move on to music. I'm going to be playing Ellie Mack. And then uh, right after that, I'm just going to fade in into the middle of a song. Like, these are all faded in the middle of the song, so I'm sorry. But uh, Ellie Mack, I got most of her set. And then Rebel Soldiers, I didn't get all of their set. But I got a good portion. Or not a good portion at all, really. I got one whole song, kind of. So I'll try to just let you guys hear what I heard and enjoy and i'll see you guys next time we're just gonna fade out on rebel soldiers peace
I'm just coming out with my new album coming out in about two months. This song is called Tricky One, and it's about, you know, just some
Yeah.